Hey, I'm Eli Santana from Ignite, and you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. But yeah, that's uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I was not any help. I'm not a, I'm not a very good cook. We had a good time though, right? And it was something different that you didn't normally do on tour. Oh, absolutely. I, I had a blast. Oh. Well, cool. Well, we're not here to talk about that. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. <laughs> What's up, Brett? Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I was just uh No, yeah. no, no. I'm just we're just getting get, getting my setup going. Are you out in LA? Is it really seven o'clock in the morning? Is I mean, three hours difference. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like. I texted you on, I didn't know if you got my Instagram message, but I hit you up on Instagram and I was like, is this thing really at, uh, Oh, I didn't uh, even see it yet. Sorry. I've been, yeah, no worries. Yeah. I was like, is this really at seven? Um, <laughs> just, it for says, the record, just for the record, I didn't set it up. That was clear. Gotcha. 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 <laughs> Cause this is it's early. okay. Claire. Oh, we're all good. And we love you, Claire. Yeah. Anyway. So let's talk about ignite. Um, Self-titled album is due out here, I think, in what, like two weeks? Two weeks from today, probably, right? Yeah, exactly. Two couple Fridays from today. Yep, exactly. Now that it's done and you've had a chance to sit on it, are you still satisfied with the outcome? Or is there something you wish you could go back and go, damn, I wish I did this or I did this? Eli, I'll let you jump into that one first. Yeah, um, for because uh, I, I usually I usually have that. Um, so, yeah. Some some stuff it, it it never goes away, but um it it's awesome. I I don't have that. I'm pretty still pretty satisfied from when um we finished because even we even had like almost a half a day to a full day of finishing and going like okay, is there anything else we want to change or anything else we want to do other than just like making it by like you know, skinning your teeth going like, right. well, I guess that's it, you know? Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm still pretty damn confident um, sitting on it right now. How hard is yeah. it? To let, sorry. How hard is it to let it go? Like, I mean, I imagine you keep wanting to go oh, nah, I maybe it needs this, maybe this, but I know you, besides a deadline, how hard is it to just say, or how do you come to the conclusion? This is done and we can't do any anymore. Well, I think there's always doubt because uh, at the end of the day, you're just, putting these songs together that you worked on for a year or whatever, and you can only trust your instincts. I mean, you basically, you go, okay, does this move me? Am I excited about this? Um, And that's always just been for me, the, the, the bottom line is if I'm stoked on it and not that I don't care what the fans think, because of course you, of course you care what the fans think, but, but if it's, if you're satisfied and you're happy with it, then for me, it's a pretty good litmus test of like what, if it's going to be, you know, if people are going to dig it. So when we finished this record for me, I, it was, I was like, yeah, I think we're good here. And uh, that's the only thing I, yeah, I've ever been able to like go off of and trust. So I just kind of rely on that, those instincts. And, you know, so far it served me, served me good so far. <laughs> All right. So the river I'm going to, is a pretty heavy subject and a pretty heavy topic matter. Is there something you want your fans to walk away from after listening to not only the record, but, you know, the single, the river. Um, I mean, Ignite's always been a band that has, has had a 
political, environmental, social message mixed in with like personal um, stories or personal messages. And I think you're going to get that no matter who's writing the songs for Ignite. And that's always going to be kind of um, how our messages work. Um, definitely the river's a pretty, pretty dark, dark song musically. And then it got mashed with some pretty heavy lyrics. So, um, you know, we're always wanting to shed light on issues that we think light needs to be shed on them. And uh, this is definitely one that um, for, I know for everybody in the band that it's an important, something that's very important because we see some stuff that's going on that's wrong. wrong. Sorry. That's all right. Wrong in the world. So um, yeah. And that's, that's always been kind of the MO for Ignite is to write the right stuff that we feel is going to, move people and maybe make them open their eyes and see some things that are going on. I mean, we're not always going to have the solution in our, in the song, but like, let's shed some light on some stuff in the world that's going wrong. And maybe we could get some people to help us make a change. And to get people thinking and doing whatever. I imagine you had quite with all the downtime, you had quite a bit of stuff to write about. So this album is probably super inspired, right? (laughs) Yeah, we had a lot, we had a lot of time. We, we almost tracked up between 30 and 40 songs and went, yeah, when I mean, and and we don't just like, oh yeah, we had two riffs that we didn't use. It's like full songs with lyrics, yeah. vocals, backups, harmonies. I mean, we do the whole full demoing of songs, um, and we had a lot of time to to work on music, and a lot of subject matter. I mean, the last two years were hard on everybody, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You guys, you guys write in the traditional sense. Like, are you all in the same room banging things off each other, or is is more of a uh, sending a riff or sending an idea back and forth. Eli, you want to jump in on that one? Um, it's, it's, uh, well, from, from what I, I've noticed and, and it, it, it's kind of how I work and kind of how I like to work. Uh, usually one of the guys will kind of have a pretty fleshed out, um, song map. Like, like Brett said, it's not just, uh, Hey, I got this half a riff. Does this count as a song kind of thing? Um, so someone would come in with pretty much like a whole song arrangement figured out and then, um, pretty quickly turn around and have vocals or melodies. And, and if we're, you know, we, even if we're just stuck on an arrangement, like, Oh, it's, it's cool that at least a couple of us can like throw down like vocal ideas. So it still feels like a song. So you, you know where, where it's at. So, and I think from there, if uh, one of the guys is just like, Oh, this kind of isn't feeling um, like it's working, then, you know, it will kind of be like file sharing back and forth. And then, um, and then what was really cool before this is we, um, the songs we really liked, we actually were able to go in and get in a room and be like, okay, this doesn't work in the room or we need to move this. And what's yeah. also really cool is that Craig, <laughs> sometimes before I'd even hear it was like, oh yeah, here's the drums for this idea. Wow. So you'd actually have real drums, which is, you know, I'm sure you've talked to plenty of bands that it's just like, you know, sloppy drum machine or right. whatever. And it's, it's never really like the full essence of a song. So we, we really lucked out just with having Craig being like already having his fills kind of worked out. So it's cool. Yeah. I, I think Craig kind of got <laughs> jealous cause we're all on garage band or logic or pro tools working on all this stuff. And, you know, it's kind of easy to just plug in your bass, or your guitar and start riffing and recording. And then he, so he did a whole drum setup at home. So he would ask for what's the BPM and he would like, 
send back. He had a whole microphone set up and send back. So we were working with live real drums on all these demos, which, which, yeah, that made it, I think, easier to get like hear the song rather than like, okay, with real drums, it's going to have a different feel, but it's like, we were working with demos with real drums right from the get go. So, and you know, it, it, with all the, it's pretty cool. Cause it, if I'm, if it's midnight and I have an idea, I can go in my room, my office up here and I can start riffing and send somebody something the next day. And we don't have to wait to get in that room with everybody. We don't have to like, okay, on Tuesday, bring you all your ideas. It's like just the way technology is now with songwriting, it's, you can get so much more done. Um, Cause you can work on stuff by yourself. Um, rather than waiting to get it. Like when we started the band and there was some magic in that for sure, you'd get together and you'd all work on it. And maybe you'd have a, you know, uh, a tape recorder and you'd record some ideas, but it's just different now. And I, I think with the technology now, it's just, there's a lot more opportunity for songwriting. I think like Eli said, though, you guys are getting in at the end or somewhere near the end and kind of fleshing it out and making it not just electronic. And there's something I think to be said about that because in the end, I think it makes it more organic, right? Or more real and in your face as opposed to i think you can tell yeah yeah no i mean yeah you definitely have to get in the room and flesh it out for sure like you guys said and that's that's a big part of it because stuff that works you know just recording it sometimes doesn't translate to the room do you think about how it's going to translate to the live setting then as well when you're writing or is that just like we'll deal with it later? You try and imagine that and think that, but I think sometimes that doesn't necessarily dictate how you're going to write the song. Um, and, and for me, a lot of times that comes in vocally. Like when I hear, start hearing the vocals on the song, then you can really start, oh man, people are going to, that's a cool melody. People are going to sing that back and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I guess it all ties in together, but I, yeah, I don't necessarily think immediately like, okay, how's this going to come across live? Cause I'm just so much wrapped up in like finishing a song. Right. Makes sense. Did you have something either? I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. Oh no, I just, I, I was just, um, chuckling at, um, yeah, just the kind of what Brett was saying where it's just, yeah, usually the goal is like, um, you want to get an idea down and then it's, it, it kind of like, wait, I could finish this tonight. And then you go to sleep like super, super late, but you're like, yeah, but when the fellas wake up, they're going to have this, you know, right. <laughs> sent over. So, um, and, and just, just coming from, you know, the metal world where it's just, uh, a lot of it is just like r- random riffs. Um, and you play with certain guys, like, like you were saying earlier, like, I got this song, you're like, that's a riff. Right. We have right. so much more to do. <laughs> I know. So. Yeah. And a lot of times when I wake up that next morning, sometimes I don't send the songs the night I wake up in that song. I was all pumped on at two in the morning. I was like, oh, okay, that's not as good as I thought it was. This thing, <laughs> this thing needs some more work. Right, before I send the drawing it. board. Yeah. I send this thing off to everybody. What do you guys have planned? Uh, I know you're doing some shows, but what do you have planned for the going forward? Are we getting back on the road full or with this or what's, what's it look like? If we can, you know, uh, that's, you know, that's our vehicle of connecting with our fans. It's like that's too. So, I mean, it, it is we're going on or some new variant of this pen to get out and do 
as many shows as we can. You know, Europe has been the bread and butter for night for a long time. So we focus a lot on that. Like a lot of our year gets anchored around uh, European festivals and whatnot. Um, but I mean, we go everywhere, South America, Asia, Latin America. I mean, as, as many places as we can. So that's the goal is to continue that trend. All right. So I've got a quick question for you. you bouncing off what you just said, did you ever imagine, I mean, you started this in like 93 or 94, I think. Did you ever imagine you'd be on all these yep. continents and touching all these people with this music 30 years later? No, because it didn't start as um, an idea to do anything beyond just write some songs and do a demo. And then it evolved into a seven inch and it just kept evolving because the opportunities kept presenting themselves. But no, the, the idea for Ignite was never to be like a full-time band or never to be a career in music. It just, uh, and I don't want to say it was a happy accident because it was a bunch of just hard work and opportunities presented themselves. But, um, and I think that's what kind of naturally allowed it to happen rather than having it be forced. I said, you guys, uh, I don't know if you've played any live shows. I hadn't seen that anywhere yet since this nonsense that we've come through. What's it going to feel like to finally get out there and, you know, really do this on a regular basis and back to normal? Oh, man, that uh, it's I mean, it's going to be. Yeah, like, you know, I hate echoing the whole new normal thing, but um, I, I'm 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 excited and I'm hoping that like you know, Brett was saying there's no new variant or something. And it's, you know, just the, um, just the normal things that's, that's contagious that we can catch on the road that we're used to and not anything new, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I can't wait to, to, to get back on the road. It's just like, even, you know, thinking of going to like flying J's or truck stops is like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's just, that's exciting. So like even just get in front of people, like it just, yeah, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go ape shit. So <laughs> I imagine the energy is going to be insane, not just from you guys. And the crowd's going to be incredibly insane because they're haven't been out and about for a while either. Right. So it's going to be crazy. And it, I think it seems I, like I, that from the, from yeah. the shows we've played. It's pretty crazy, right? I mean, the energy's got to be nuts. Definitely. Yeah. yeah Sorry, I, Brett. I, I ho hoping that. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And, and I think a big thing for us is that we're used to touring. We're used to being on the road. And, and when we're not, it's interesting because life. You still there, Eli? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, we lost him again. The last two years are a blur. They went by really fast because, dang. All right. Sorry, guys. I'm not sure what's, uh, what's going on here can you hear me i got you yes all right go ahead go ahead no 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 i was just uh you were saying the last two years yeah it was just it seemed like it's been a blur because it seems like it's a lot of every day is the same over and over so all of a sudden a week turns into a month and when you're on the road and you're experiencing different stuff every day it really for me slows life down because it's like, Oh, you're in Munich one day and then you're in Vienna and then you're in Milan. And, and it's like all these, you know, different things happening every day. And it's slow to me, it slows life down when these last two, two years have kind of been a blur. Oh, I know what I was going to say. What's it like at an Ignite show now? Because I imagine this many years in, you've got like multi-generations showing up too, right? People like my age and then bringing my kids and even grandkids at some point. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's interesting when people come to the show that the younger generation, because 
when we start playing some of the older songs, they're asking if those are new songs because um, they haven't heard those. And it's uh, yeah, that, it, you know, we're, we're very fortunate that we've been one of the bands where people have continually liked our newer records. Um, a lot of punk bands, I think, fall into that um, issue where they just want to hear the first either first one or two records or even demos. And, you know, right. we've been lucky that we've actually gotten more popular as the years have gone on and our records have sold more and yeah, it's uh, we're, we're blessed to be able to, uh, to have the younger kids come and know a lot of our new material. That's great. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I know you guys are releasing the, you know, the full record, which I think is something almost lacking these days because everybody's just releasing like one single on a download and then another, that's this new record model. So I applaud you first, and maybe it's the punk roots. I don't know what it is, but I applaud you for actually doing a full length or an EP, you know, actual project. Yeah. And I think the way that this record was rolled out and the, the new kind of dynamic um, with digital releases and stuff, it's so cool for a band to, we put out like five songs in five months and we got all this exposure and so the, so many, so much more legs out of this than, the old school way of, okay, your record's coming out in March. Um, we're going to throw some ads in a magazine and then we'll push that one single. And then you guys are on your own, right. you know, this, this way, <laughs> it was so cool. Cause it was the first time we've ever been able to get a proper rollout. And I watched our buddies in the Bronx do it right before us. And I was excited. Cause I was like, I lived through that whole first half of the album coming out. And I was like, Oh man, this is going to be so fun rolling all these songs out. And, you know, we just released a skate deck with the last song and just tied in all these different things and tried to make each single and video release exciting in itself. And, and this is the first time for ignite that we've ever got to do that on this scale. So I like how the, how, if all records are going to be rolled out like this from now on, I'm stoked. Cause I think a band, all the hard work that they do, they get rewarded a lot more doing it this way and a lot more opportunity for people to hear their stuff. Yeah. And I think it's, it may be, it makes sense in the long run because you keep the band on the forefront and you've got something new, legitimate and new, not just, you know, re-releases of covers or something, but legitimate stuff to release every, whatever the model is four to six weeks. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's it's, it, it, it was awesome. It was, and it kept us engaged and kept us excited and actually kept us working really hard. Cause all of a sudden we'd record a video and then it'd get edited and then it'd come out and then it'd be like, Oh man, we got to go do a new video in like a week, two weeks. <laughs> so it was like, it's been a lot of work, but it's been, it's been cool. It's been cool. Plus old school fans like me. And I think a lot of probably the roots of your, of the scene there, your genre is, you know, the actual vinyl or, or physical copy of some sort. Yeah. To have something in your hands is like, I think huge, you know, that vinyl, that big piece of vinyl, rather than just a couple songs digitally released. It's, it's cool. And vinyl so popular now people collecting it. It's, it's, it all kind of ties in, man. It does. And I think there's something missing that kids don't get from, you know, going to that record store on a, on a Tuesday, saving all your money and walking to the record store and getting that new vinyl and then listening to it start to finish and looking at the artwork and stuff. That's kind of missing in, in our generation or a digital let's get it in three minutes vibe right yeah absolutely and because back in the day you didn't have anything but that layout that artwork there wasn't you couldn't go look at youtube and see videos and see right. all this stuff about each band um it was yeah you, that's all you had you know um i mean even the sequencing was a an art form right putting those songs in the right order yeah our drummer always talks about the importance of the first 
song on side two when you flip that vinyl yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, Craig always like, well, okay, well, it's really important. What's going to be the lead off track on the second side? And I think that goes back to when he joined the band in 97. He uh, got he learned the album the songs from vinyl and he was like i thought side one was side two he he said so the first song i learned was call on my brothers on the call my brothers album and he's like and then i later found out that that was the first song on side two and then it, he's like i was even more stoked because i don't know so yeah all, all that stuff special what do you guys have planned going forward from here i know the record's out and then uh, what are we looking like you like you don't tell them about what we got coming up, man. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know if we can, you know, talk about like I, I, I do want to. Uh, I know we all do um, want to have a couple more videos because it's just been like, like Brett was saying, it was just been really exciting, like having that part of it because it's like, yeah, I usually get like one video, one single, and then it's just like good luck. So it's been really cool to have this other. Um, element for so much of the record um yeah because if it were up to me we'd have videos for every you know every song on the record um but um yeah it's going to be a lot of touring and and you know we kind of are already excited to start writing even new songs and and seeing how how things uh how things go over live um with the old songs but it's it's actually been a lot of fun um relearning the songs for live doing the video. Cause it's like, you know, complete safety net. You go through the song, right. You know, for like hours and hours and uh, it would, yeah. I mean, for me with like lyrics, it's just like, okay, like it has to match my mouth. Right. So I'm, 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 I'm pretty much a hundred percent focusing on the <laughs> lyrics. So it's, it's just like great way to, to, to learn these songs. So um yeah maybe that might be a new tip for people like go pretend to <laughs> play the song if you're gonna learn the song right so, and um, i i think like kind of what eli said a big a big change i think for me with ignite now with this lineup that we have is um talking about working on new stuff we want to be putting out music more often than ignites track record um beginning of the band we put out like ep then the next year a full length and then we'd follow that up and have a seven inch and and then once it was a little bit more out of our hands and we were signing to labels, the duration between albums became longer. And then we just kind of fell into this thing where we were taking six to 10 years to put a record out and life was getting in the way and people were doing other projects and, and we want to put songs out. We want to put albums out like, I don't know, 24 months. We want to, we want to be releasing more new ignite material because it's so fun to write and it's so fun to record and it's so rewarding and it's so awesome to connect with your fans. It's like, I don't want to have these six, eight year gaps anymore. And, uh, and it's, it's totally doable to like work, like write new songs. So that's a big change for me. I think that's a, as far as goals go, um, we actually of course have to do it and accomplish it and put these new records sure. out. But, but we, yeah, the, the idea is to start uh, working on songs this year for the next record. Awesome. So that's the end of my questions here. Did I miss something you guys want to cover? No, I mean, we're just stoked to be out. We're going to, we got a bunch of tour dates coming up. Um, you can go to our Instagram page and connect to all of our tour dates there and get back to Europe. Like I said, and we got this big no effects Pennywise tour coming up in May. Um, we got festivals in the summer. Um, yeah, we want to get out there and see our people and, and show them these new songs. We're so excited about and, and have, we're so proud 
of this record. And that's the biggest thing for me is, is getting out there and playing them. Awesome. Thank you, my friends. Welcome back. Good luck with the tour. Awesome. Sorry about the connectivity. Issues. It is what it is. Eli, it was great seeing you. Yeah, good seeing you, Bruce. Hell hopefully yeah. We'll, hopefully we'll see you somewhere on the road here in Richmond. I don't know. Yeah, let's we'll... make some food. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't been able to do that for all this time because nobody's oh, on right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, I'd love to start it all up again. That was fun. Yeah, no, I, I think you should. I, I, I really enjoyed that a lot. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time, guys. I know it's early. Have a great day. All good. Thanks, brother. You we'll too. Bye. Bye. Later. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.